Hey everyone, welcome to Tom French Preaching. This is the podcast of me, Tom French, preaching. I'm a guy who lives in Melbourne and does Bible talks for youth and other people around Australia and all over the internet. I'm also the author of a few books, including Weird, Crude, Funny and Nude, The Bible Exposed, The Pops Devotion Series, and A Dozen Disappointing Disciples. If you want more information about my books or to see what else I've been up to, go to my website, tomfrench.com.au. Let's get on with the talk. So there's this thing that people talk about in like film and television and just stories in general. It's this thing called the hero's journey. And it's this idea that when you read a story or watch a movie, there's this journey that the hero often goes on, and you can see it reflected in all sorts of different stories. And I'm not going to give you an English lesson tonight, but I am going to say there's kind of a few kind of points which I think are relevant for us tonight. And one is that there's often this hero who gets picked for this job, and then to do the job, because they start out being young and a bit stupid, they need someone to teach them how to do what they've got to do. So they get a mentor, and then they get to this moment where the mentor's taught them a lot of stuff, and then they need to leave the mentor. And the mentor either has to go away, or the mentor dies, or something. And there's often this, this discussion with the mentor, where the mentor says, I've got to leave you now. And the hero says, no, you can't. And then the mentor says, yes, I must go, but you'll be okay. And the hero says, no, I will not be okay. And the mentor says, you will. I've taught you everything I need, you need to know. You go, you'll be all right. And then the, men, the hero goes on and they are okay. And we see this in lots of stories. Like you see it in Star Wars with Luke Skywalker and then there's Obi-Wan Kenobi and then Obi dies and then Luke Skywalker. Yeah, sorry for the spoilers. Uh, Luke Skywalker succeeds and, and wins because his mentor has helped him along the way and then whispers in his ear just at the right time. And then it happens with, uh, um, with uh, Frodo and there's Gandalf and then Gandalf, yeah. If you don't want spoilers of things that came out 20 years ago, you just, just, you should just, you know. It happens with uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to tell you what happens to Dumbledore in the end, but, you know, Harry Potter has to go on alone. It happened to me when I was young and my mother took me to school on the first day of school. She said, Tom, I have to leave you here. And I was like, Mom, no. She's like, I've taught you everything you need to know, Tom. You must go on without me. I'm like, no, Mom, stay with me. And says, no, Tom, you'll be okay. I, you don't need me anymore. You're in year 10 now. You can do this. And so I had to do the last three years of school by myself. And we see it happening in the Bible. We see it happening with Jesus. There's this moment where Jesus is with the disciples and he's telling them that he's got to go. And the disciples are like, Jesus, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to heaven to be with the Father. And your job is to go and to teach the world about me. Teach them and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit so they might know me. And the disciples are like, don't go, Jesus. Stay with us. And he's like, I must go. But I've taught you everything you need to know. You'll be okay without me. And they said, really? And he said, yes, you'll be okay. And then he saluted them and he shot up into heaven like this. That's not in the Bible. 
bits of that are, but that's not in the Bible. The, dis- the disciples were too stupid to be left on their own. If you read the Bible and you read what the disciples did, they just stuffed up again and again and again. And whenever Jesus taught them everything they needed to know, they just didn't get it. And so if Jesus was going to leave them alone, that would be pandemonium. Get nothing done. It's like when your teacher says to you, they're like, I'm leaving the classroom for a little bit. You keep working. And you're like, "Uh uh-huh. And as soon as they leave the room, the phone comes out and people start playing Minecraft on their laptop and one kid keeps working, but no one else does. And then the teacher, it's like you think the teacher doesn't know what's going on. The teacher knows. They leave like, oh, phew, I'm free. And you're like, oh, phew, I'm free. And everybody is happy. But Jesus knew that when he left, the disciples were not going to be able to continue his work. So he couldn't leave them alone. And so he promised that when he left, he would leave them someone to look after them, leave them someone to empower them, leave them someone to help them to continue his work so that other people might know about Jesus, so that other people might experience the love of God. They needed a help. And so Jesus says this in John chapter 16, verse 8. He says, Very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Now this week, we are talking about the helper. We're talking about, and the helper uh, is another name for the advocate, which is another name for the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the presence of God, God himself, who lives with us here on earth. And if, if God, if Jesus is going to go away, then he needed to send someone else to be with us. And that is the advocate, the helper, the Holy Spirit. And you might be thinking, okay, great, but why is it for our good that Jesus has to go away? Because I know what happens in the Bible. I've read the Bible or I've heard people talk to me about the Bible. I know what happens. Jesus, he went and he died on a cross. And then he rose again to new life and he got a resurrection body that doesn't die. He's never going to get sick. He's never going to die. He's going to be alive forever. So why couldn't he just stay If Jesus hung around, that'd be better, wouldn't it? Why is it for our good for him to go away? Like sometimes I think about what it'd be like if Jesus hung around. If Jesus was still here, we could be mates, me and Jesus. I could text him and say, hey, Jesus, let's hang out. He'd be like, yeah, sure, let's do it. You could be like, hey, Jesus, let's go to the movies. And he'd be like, I'd love to go to the movies. Jesus, come over and play Xbox. Yeah, that'd be super. You could have Jesus at your party and when you run out of food, he could multiply the five Doritos so that 5,000 people can be fed. It'd be fantastic. And when you need advice, you could chat to him. You could say, Jesus, help me with my dating life. I need a hand. And he'd know exactly what to say. Jesus, I don't know what to do at uni. Can you help? And he'd be like, sure, I can give you a hand with that. We could bring to Jesus all our ethical issues and he'd sort it all out. But here's the problem. If Jesus was here on earth, you would not get to hang out with him. I hate to break it to you, but you wouldn't. Because Jesus is a very popular man. I don't know if you know, but he's got a lot of followers. At last count, and by last count I mean when I googled it this afternoon, there were 2.2 billion Christians in the world. That's a lot of Christians. And my guess is that all of them would want to spend some time with Jesus. 
And Jesus is fairly limited when he's in his earthly body, when he's in his body, he's limited by time and space. And so if you wanted to hang out with Jesus, you'd have to get in line. And if Jesus decided, all right, I'm going to hang out with every Christian for one minute every day, I'm going to hang out with one Christian. You can, they can bring all their questions and I'll answer them in a minute. If Jesus decided to do that and he made it a full-time job and so he worked, you know, nine to five and he took a you know, half hour break for lunch and he did that five days a week, 40, 48 weeks of the year, then it would take him over 20,000 years to get through all 2.2 billion Christians. And I don't know about you, but you're probably, I'm not going to live for 20,000 years. You might, but I'm not. And so I wouldn't get my one minute with Jesus, and you're not going to get your one minute with Jesus. So if Jesus stayed on earth, we wouldn't get to hang out with him. We might, if we were lucky, we'd see him from afar. We might see him on TV. He might do some TikToks for us if we were very lucky, but we wouldn't get to hang out with Jesus. And so it's for our good that Jesus went away because he sent the Holy Spirit. He sent the helper to be with us. The Holy Spirit is God's gift to us, Jesus' gift to us, so that all of us might experience the ministry of Jesus in our lives, that all of us might experience Jesus being with us because Jesus has gone into heaven to be with the Father, but he sent God, the Holy Spirit, with us. The Holy Spirit is the ministry of Jesus gone global so that everybody gets to experience Jesus. And that sounds pretty good. Let me read you another bit. This is from John 14, if you want to open, look in that. To, if you, it's in the Bible. That's what I'm trying to say. He says this, John 14, verses 16 and 17. He says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Jesus promises that he's going to send another advocate to help us. And he's continuing to say this. He says, the world doesn't see him or know him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. The disciples, when they've been hanging out with Jesus, the Holy Spirit is not new to them. He has been with them already. He's been with them through the work of Jesus. When Jesus first starts his ministry, he gets baptized. You might have heard this story. John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, baptizes him in the water. And then as Jesus comes up out of the water, God the Father speaks and says, This is my Son with whom I am well pleased. And the Holy Spirit comes down and descends upon him in the form of a dove. It's not an actual dove, but it looks like a dove. It like, seems like a dove. It's not like if you can see a dove and go, oh, Hello, Holy Spirit. That's probably just a dove. But it's, just a, it's an image that God has come to be with Jesus and that God will be working through Jesus. Jesus did his ministry on earth empowered by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has been with Jesus the whole time. And so the disciples know the Holy Spirit because they've been with the Holy Spirit. And so when the Holy Spirit is with them, they will know him and then the Holy Spirit will come to live in them. That's even closer than Jesus. Jesus' best friend did not know Jesus as well as they would know the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit comes to live in them. I used to think that when I got married... That I would know the person I marry perfectly. I was like, look, we're going to love each other and we're going to live with each other, spend all our time together. We would know each other so well. But you can live with someone 
all the time, 24-7, and not know them very well. I know this because I am married, and I don't know my wife very well. I know her pretty well, but I don't know her like super well. I don't know what she's thinking all the time, and she doesn't know what I'm thinking all the time. She doesn't, she doesn't know what's going on in my heart, and I prove this quite regularly. Like, we will be having a conversation. We'll say, what are we going to get for dinner? And we'll have a discussion. We'll be like, let's get burgers. And so, well, I'll get online, I'll order the burgers, and I'll be ready for pickup, and then, so we'll be ready for burgers, and then I'll, you know, stand there as I'm considering, you know, having to put on my shoes and go to get the burgers, because I've ordered them to go and pick them up. Anyway, as that's going on, I'm thinking about things, and then I'll just say to her, yeah, I think I am going to get them. And then she'll say, get what? I was like, the shoes I was talking about, the ones online, I'm going to get the shoes, she was like, how was I meant to know you were thinking about that? I was like, well, you could have followed my train of thought. It's like, no, I couldn't. I'm not in your head. It's like, well, it's obvious. I was thinking about burgers. And then I was thinking about how we eat the burgers that are at the shop that it's in Carlton. But also, sometimes we also get burgers from Maccas. And then I was thinking about how we watch that thing on YouTube about Maccas and how there's the characters at Maccas that we don't talk about very often, like Grimace and the Hamburger, those characters. And then I was thinking about how someone should, could turn them into a comic. And probably there is a comic. You probably will be able to get a comic with a Happy Meal. And then I thought maybe they could do a comic book adaption of the, the, the McDonald's characters. That'd be interesting. Probably not that good because, you know, comic book adaptions are pretty hit and miss. You know what is hit and miss? Batman. The Batman comic book adaptions are pretty much hit and miss. I used to have Batman shoes. I had that with Converse. Oh, they're those Converse that I was looking at online. I think I will get them. They're pretty good. I'm going to get those shoes. She's like, I didn't follow that train of thought. I was like, but you're my wife. You should know. But she doesn't live inside my head. She's not inside my heart. She's just with me. She's not inside me. But God lives in us by the Holy Spirit. Which means that there is no one who knows you better than God himself. And that Jesus, when he left us, he does not leave us alone. But he leaves us with someone who knows us better than we know ourselves. Who is with us better than anyone else ever will be who will never leave us, never leave us alone, never abandon us. The Holy Spirit means that you are not alone. When you are feeling anxious, the Holy Spirit is with you because you are not alone. When you are feeling hopeless, you are not alone. God is with you. When you're feeling guilty, you are not alone. God is with you. When you are lonely, you are not alone. God is with you. The promise of the Holy Spirit is that you are not alone. Jesus does not leave us alone. But you might be thinking, I don't want someone to know me that well. Like I know me and I don't like myself that much. And if God knows me, he might not like me that much either. Like you think about it. God is the most powerful person, the most powerful thing in the universe. He is the judge of all creation. He holds the keys to life and death. He is more powerful than any authority in this world. And he knows you perfectly. 
That's somewhat intimidating. I get intimidated when I just walk past some police. I try and walk very innocently. I'm like, I don't know how to walk when they're in front of me. I'm very self-conscious of everything. I'm like, there's nothing stolen in my pockets because there isn't, but I don't know how to portray that to the police. I'm like, it's fine. And then when they're behind me, when I'm driving, I try and drive very innocently and inevitably I'll notice all the mistakes I make. One time I was driving my friend to the station and uh, I was dropping him off because he was on his way to ask his girlfriend to marry him. So I was very excited about it. And then I was at, on the way to the station. And I got to the lights just before the station. I looked in my rearview mirror. The police were behind me. I said to him, oh, I'd better drive well because the police are behind me. And he said, yeah, you better. And then I turned left on a red left-hand signal, straight through it. And then the police went whoop and pulled me over. And they're like, do you know what you did just then? I was like, I have no idea. It's like, you drove through a red signal. I was like, there's a red signal back there? They knew me and they did not, they weren't even in my car, but they saw what I'd done. Imagine if your school principal lived inside your head. That'd be the worst. That'd be terrible. They'd know exactly what you thought of them and what you thought of everyone at school and what you thought of your school and what you thought of your schoolwork. You'd hate it. Now, if God lives inside of us, if he knows us, he knows our heart, he knows what we're like, that can be pretty intimidating. But here's the thing. What did Jesus say? He said, I will ask the Father and he will give to you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. So he's saying there's another person Another advocate. So who's the first advocate? Well, it's Jesus. The Holy Spirit is doing the work of Jesus. And now I heard someone talking about this, and I'm going to tell you kind of what they said. I'll probably butcher it, but it's a person named Tim Keller. If you want to look him up, he's a smart man. It's great. Um, but what he was saying was that an advocate is someone whose job it is, it's a legal term, and his job it is to be a represent, representative for you in court. And so that when you're in court, they don't look at you when you're in court, the judge and the jury, they look at your advocate, your lawyer. And so they look at them and they present your case. And we read in the book of 1 John that Jesus is our advocate before the Father, that Jesus has gone into heaven and he presents our case to God. And he says, you know what, God? These people, I died for them. You can accept them. You can forgive them. You can love them. You can welcome them into my family because I have done everything needed for their forgiveness, everything needed for their adoption into your family. And God accepts that because Jesus is our advocate for us. If we had to go before God and tell him why we should be accepted and loved and welcomed into his family, we'd have nothing for him. We had nothing to offer him, but Jesus has himself and his death and his resurrection to show that we are safe with God. That's Jesus' job. The Holy Spirit is another advocate, and he comes to present God's case to us. When, when Jesus was baptized, God spoke, and the Holy Spirit came down, and God said, This is my Son with whom I am well pleased. And then in Romans uh, chapter 8, uh, verses 14 and 15, and also 16, it says this, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. 
The spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. So the role of the spirit is to talk to you about what God thinks of you. And you might worry about what God thinks of you. But God is not saying to you, you are wrong. You are sinful. You are worthless. God is not saying that. He's saying you are loved. You are forgiven. You are worth everything. You are my child. You are my child with whom I am well pleased. And the Holy Spirit's job is to keep telling us that again and again and again, to keep reminding us of who we are, that we are not alone. And we are not alone because God is with us and God loves us and we are part of his family day in and day out. And so then we have everything we need to go out and do the work that Jesus gave us to do. So when you're at school and you know that Jesus wants you to be kind to that person who is really unkind to you. Because you know you are a child of God. Because you know that you can never be rejected by God. Because you know that Jesus experienced rejection on your behalf. Because you know that Jesus loved you when, he was, when you were God's enemies. And because the Holy Spirit is reminding you of this again and again and again, that you are loved, you are God's child, you are okay. You can do anything. You can love that person who is really annoying. You can fit in your family that is falling apart. You can hold fast to something when everything else seems to be coming apart. You can know that you are loved even when you think no one else loves you. You can know that you have worth even when you feel worthless. You can know that you are not alone even when you think everyone else has abandoned you because you have God with you. You are not alone. You are God's child. And he gives you everything you need to do the work of Jesus until he comes again. This week, as we spend our time thinking about the helper, remember that the Holy Spirit is Jesus' gift to us so that we would know that we are not alone. We are God's children with whom he is well pleased. And he gives us everything we need to live the life he calls us to. If you are not a Christian, then what this means for you is that right now you have the option to do life by yourself, to try and get things done alone. Or you can do life with Jesus. You can do life with one who will never abandon you. You can do life with one who gave his life for you, who died so that you might be forgiven, who rose again so that you might live forever, who stands before God and says, this person can be your child. If you want that, you can accept that. It is yours. If you don't want to do life alone, take what Jesus offers and you'll have God living with you forever. That is a good offer. And if you are a Christian, then what this means for you is that no matter how you feel about yourself, or no matter how people feel about you, or no matter what you 
a face in the future. You are not alone. God will not abandon you. He is with you and he gives you everything you need to do the work of Jesus. And so you don't have to do anything. You don't have to sing better, pray better, obey better, read the Bible better. You just have to be part of God's family and Jesus makes that possible. You are not alone because of what Jesus has done for you. You do not have to do anything. Just know that you have God with you. Know it. Believe it and celebrate it and know you can achieve whatever God has for you because he is with you and he'll be with you to the end. You are not alone. Well, that was the talk. Thanks for listening. I hope it was helpful for you. If you want more talks to watch my videos, order my books or book me to speak, go to tomfrench.com.au. It's my home on the internet. You can also find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash twfrench or on Insta or YouTube at twfrench as well. And don't forget to give this podcast a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts so that other people might be able to discover it. Till next time, have a good one.